Hey, welcome everybody to Bring It to the Table podcast with your host, Cheese. I am very excited and very pleased to have the one, the only Ty Carter, Ty Carter the farter, the only guy that I know that is a ginger and is not afraid to fart anywhere, literally anywhere. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in to see what he brings. How's that? You like well, that I, right I, there? I don't know. I don't think I've ever had an intro like that before in my life. <laughs> That's great. That's great. The I one and only. I'm, I don't know if I'm happy or uh, <laughs> offended. Flabbergasted. I mean, it's, it's all true, so it's not like they're lies, but yeah, my I, wife would, she'd agree. Yeah, I think, so. I think everybody at youth could agree that you're that guy. Yeah. Because everyone has see. to be. Yeah, you know? exactly. Got to keep the kids in line. Yep. They can I be may the or may not have ones. farted on a kid. Really? I don't know. I don't may know if that's, not, I might go to can't jail. Confirm. I don't know. <laughs> Could have been family. I don't okay. know. You yeah, know, yeah you never know. You just, you have to, you have to keep the, keep the lines open just yep. in case. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Dude, um, I'm so glad you're here. Um, I really appreciate you for like joining me on this. Just this journey that I've been on so far. This is the fourth episode that you're, um, you're, you're the fourth person and gosh, dude, it's so fun. Yeah. Like it's like it's became one of my new favorites, like hobbies. Yeah, this is legit. Which is, it's is great. Really cool. Like just to be able to have like this like little table, this little setup, like all of this is just fun. And then having to be able like having the opportunity to like be here with people and just listen to. I don't know. I think everybody has like a different little bit of a like radio voice. I think I do too. Oh, yep, like or like yep. you know like the different podcast voice, and I love it. It's like so awesome just because. But everybody's still themselves, and that's what right. I want. Like, I just want you to be able to show up and do everything that you want to do, like, you know, while yeah. you're here. And yeah. it's so funny because it's like we're literally just having a conversation like we've done forever, right. you know, in the parking lot of Hy-Vee, at the church, wherever, you know, oh, we'll, yeah. we'll just talk. But, like, you're in my ears right now. You know, like, it just feels so different. Yeah, that's, you know? it's and crazy. I mean, I feel like I'm actually listening to a podcast as I'm on a podcast. Whoa. Like Inception. Yeah, that's right. Podception right there. (laughs) That's crazy. Watch out, Christopher Nolan. New movie coming at you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I think it's super cool, like, just being able to, like, have you here. Like, you're, I've had so many great conversations with you throughout the years, like, since I've known you. Like, I feel like it's always been, like, really deep intellectual, like, conversations that we have. And then we have, like, other, like, funny and, like... (laughs) easygoing conversations as talk well you know yeah, yeah talk about farts <laughs> like exactly um so last week i had john john is the youth pastor of grace and then ty is the middle school youth pastor at grace so he is absolutely great at what he does him and john just like work really good together they really f- follow the holy spirit this past wednesday wow dude that yeah. was great just the way yeah. that you we're able to execute like, hey, this is where it's going. This is what the Lord is doing right now. Let's yeah. stay there, you know, and yeah. I just enjoy that just because like, like I've not that I, not that I want to say like I've never been to churches that do that, you know, but it's kind of rare that people like get rid of their agenda right. and just focus on what the Holy Spirit wants. Yeah. And I think that's what it's about. Well, like, and it talk about like an out of body experience, like the whole thing, like, I mean, we always come into the night prepared with something, 
you know, like I forget the exact phrase, but like you build it and God will fill it. Right. You know, it's like we come, we have our songs, we have our messages we're going to talk about, but we know at any time we can just scrap that. Right. And it's, it's a whole lot harder to scrap it because there goes my plan. There goes all the words I was going to say. There goes my verses, you know. And so this past Wednesday, you know, usually John, you know, he does a lot of that stuff. He handles the transitions or the students or, you know, just he's he's really good about that. And I just so happened to be up there, you know, to close out worship. And now, like, I'm kind of in the driver's seat. You know, I'm like, oh, I could turn to John or see what he wants to do. Yeah. Um, but I just knew uh, we just were supposed to stay in that moment. And I'm like, Holy Spirit, you got to like show up and guide me. And I literally like, you know, I just started praying. And it's like my mouth was going, my eyes were closed, but I knew like what was going on in the room. I could hear a conversation over here that was happening. Another student talking to John about, you know, their testimony. I could hear it, but I'm still talking. And so it's just, and like Holy Spirit was moving. I started crying. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Like I'm a very mellow like even keel kind of guy. And I felt like just something coming out of me that I've never expressed, you know, like my voice changing. And so yeah. it was, uh, God, God is so good. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm like such a like sucker for my friends that I like, that I've never seen like get emotional. So anybody that I see the getting emotional, it makes me really emotional. So like you were up there and like your voice is changing <laughs> and I'm like, right. Like, Dude, I was to, like weeping. Try not to weep, you know? And I'm just like, and it's, it's always been like that. It's so weird because even with like any, I don't know why anytime Eli, like I see his eyes get watery immediately. I start crying and I'm like, all yeah. right, dude, stop crying, please. Right. But I love it though. Like it's, I mean, it's, it's good. Like I think feelings are good, Yeah. but I think it's shown like quite obviously from like your entire life, just hearing your, like kind of hearing your testimony, hearing everything, how you've always been able to do that where you've always been able to like kind of just like shift something to the way that you want it to work, Mm. you know, because you're good at listening to what the Lord has to say. You're good at like uh, those random interactions that you have with random people. Right. You know, like those things are like good. Yeah. So, yeah, I can, I can attest a lot of that. Like, you know, just in the natural and the physical part, like growing up, I was always sensitive you know, like I think part of it, like, you know, my parents didn't know how to handle some of that at times, you know, cause I was just a lot more emotional. Right. Um, you know, as a man, that's, that can be hard to deal with at times. Is there something wrong with me? You know, why am I crying? You know, all that, why did that bother me? But I've always been sensitive. And then, uh, my dad, he's like the most relational person I've ever met. We could be in the middle of nowhere and, you know, hours away from home and my dad will be off talking to someone <laughs> That's like where's great. dad at? And it's like, Oh, he's talking to Larry over there about s- corn. I don't know. You know what he <laughs> talks about. They, he sees a guy's hat and he's like, Oh, you like the Broncos? You know, they just start yeah, talking. I love your dad. He's, he's amazing. And it's like, I find myself doing those things, you know, and those That's are just great. like natural physical things. Yeah. You know, just being relational. I had interned for this pastor uh, years ago. And he had a friend of his that had just met me for the first time. And he, we talked for a while and he went up to the pastor and he's like, dude, Ty is amazing. I love him. He's just so easy to talk to. 
And this pastor's like, well, of course, like Ty can connect with a brick wall. (laughs) I like never heard that, you know, it's just kind of funny. Like when you hear things about yourself that you never really think about. Yeah. Um, so it's like fun taking those natural things that I've, you know, just had and then, you know, start to realize, oh, there's a spiritual like significance behind it. Being sensitive. It's not just an emotional thing, but it's like sometimes, you know, it's just what is God doing through my emotions? How can I, you know, use that? Absolutely. And then, you know, just connecting with people. That's just ministry. No, and that's just good. Just being aware yeah. of like, you know, what do you need in this moment? I'm just being friendly. But God is working through that friendliness, that encouragement, me just being a listener. And right. It's just being sensitive to those moments. And, you know, and a lot of, a lot of times denying myself. Because, like, I can be nice, but then there comes that moment of God's like, hey, push a little further. Ask this question. It's like, oh, that's when it, that's when the real work starts. Right, absolutely. And that's what, um, so it's so crazy to me because there was one day, um, Riley Ross, actually. Riley Ross is a great guy. He goes to our church. He's a pretty scary-looking guy. Yeah, he, you want him on your side. Yeah, you do. You, every, every single time you want him on your side. Yeah. Um, so Riley Ross, he came up to me one day or we were in, we were at church and I went to go pray for a guy and, uh, Riley Ross comes over there and he's like, puts the, puts his hands on the same guy that I'm praying for. And he's like, dude, like you almost took the words out of my mouth. Like you said, word for word, exactly what I was going to say. Like, good job. Because I like, you know, like, so it's awesome when the Lord confirms those things, you know, and I was like, I was like, you know, I was like kind of debating like if I should even pray for that guy. Like I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's me. I don't know if it's like the Lord, you know? So I kind of just like, I wanted to hold back and he, and then he told me, he was like, I want to tell you, tell you this one thing right here. And he was like, like, no matter what, if it involves the Lord, it's good. Yeah. That's so good. Even if it's your brain. Yeah. But you're bringing the Lord into it. You do it. He honors that. And I was like. Ooh, so anytime like something like that happens, it's like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, like, I'll, yeah. like I'm going to, like, even if it's me or even if it's the Lord, I'm still bringing the Lord right. and do it. Yep. You know, so that's what was like, I'm like, oh, like being able to just live that way now after he told me that, I'm just like, that's so yeah. great. It's and worth gosh, it. People are worth it. The amount of stories that I have, um, for me, I'm like a visual person. Like God shows me pictures and, you know, if you're not used to that, like, it's just, it's not this crazy spiritual thing but it's just just you know it just kind of it's deep I just feel it and I know it the amount of times that I've had talking to someone praying for someone I see this picture I'm like oh should I share that should I not this is weird I don't know what it means but then I've learned like every time just go forward with it and like the words always come the meaning comes behind it um and I just shared one with a student a couple weeks ago I saw a picture of like those eyelash curlers. Oh yeah. The little pincher thing. Yeah. 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 And I was like, I saw this over a teenage boy, you know, like the, this is kind of weird, you know, like if, I mean, nothing against men who use those (laughs) things, but I, I just don't know what they're for. I thought for like plucking your eyebrows. I, I don't know, but I just, I'm like, all right, I have to say something about this. And, you know, I'm like, do you even know what these things are? Do you use them? He's like, I know what they are. I don't use them, but carry on. And and then, like, I get it. It's like, God is, like, opening your eyes. And he just, like, turns and, like, looks at me right in the eyes. And he had shared how 
he grew up in the church, grew up loving the Lord, and then kind of, you know, walked away. And so he's in worship, and he's like, God, I just, like, do you see me? And just, like, asking that prayer. And he's like, the moment you said that to me about my eyes, he's like, I knew the Lord heard my prayer. Wow. And so it's like. so good. And I have multiple stories of just random pictures like that and, like, seeing healing through those things happen. But it's like, it's those moments where I'm like, all right, God, I'll look foolish for a little bit if if you're going to honor it and you're going to be there. And yeah. every time, you know, he shows up and it's like, I hope those moments are like marking moments in those people's lives. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely. Like, God showed this crazy redhead a picture and it actually meant <laughs> something to me. Yeah, see, and, that's, and so that's what's cool about the way that the Lord like does those things just because it's, I've heard it, th- I've heard it this way where they talk about how we're just messengers of the Lord. Yeah. Whenever those things happen, it's like, it might not mean anything to you. And sometimes you don't, you might not even like have an answer for it. Right. Like, or you, you might not even be able to like say what it means, but just go tell that person Yeah. because it might mean something to them. Yeah. Yeah. This one dude, you know, I could, I could go on, we could have a separate podcast about <laughs> God's stories. Maybe I'll start that. But this one guy, we were at a church that Ron was pastoring. He's help, helping pastor it in Beaver Crossing. It's like over by York. And this dude was, was kind of off the interstate. This dude was like traveling cross country. His car broke down. And so someone from the church happened to like be by the interstate and helped him. And then he was like at church with us. It's kind of like weird how he got there, you know. Uh, he was trying to like travel to all 40, all 50, 48 states. Um, however many there's yeah, whatever <laughs> it changes every day you know <laughs> the what is it contiguous 48 states excluding alaska and hawaii oh yeah, Big yeah, words, yeah. i don't yeah. know the ones, but anyway the ones that you can drive to yeah and but like you know i start praying for him i think he's like pretty new to all this you know he just happened to be at a church and i'm like dude i i kind of shared you know how god shows me pictures and this and that and I was like, I just see a pel, a pelican. He's like, that's my favorite bird. <laughs> I was like, well, whoa. You know, is that one of those? Or I'm like, like, I had nice. nothing. I see a pelican. I'm like, I don't know where I'm going with this. I was like, okay, first of all, whose favorite bird is a pelican? Because that's yeah, that so is random. random. Yep. But just like, is from that where he's like, that's my favorite bird. And um, it's just another moment of like, he felt so known by God that the small Again, things i would just say that and he's like yep that's god sees me he knows my favorite bird right and so yeah it's like if i can just get out of the way you know that's what every wednesday has been like you know it's like if i can just get out of the way and let god work exactly i'm doing my job and dude that's so fun like being a christian should never be boring no way like if i, I look at you know people who question it or this and that and you know, people have different stories. You know, there's different experiences coming into it. I grew up in the church. This is kind of all I know, but not really. This is what I've known. This side of things. You just rip one. No, I didn't. Oh, it was uh, the chair, but it really sounded like it. <laughs> Could have been me. <laughs> um, the last 10 years, I've been more of this, say like supernatural, charismatic um, learning side of it. And... With that, it's like, it should never be boring. God is always on the move. It's up to us to say, like, like God, what are you doing? 
where where are you moving and how can I step into that? Right. And I gave a message a few months ago to the the middle schoolers and I referenced the uh the EAC from Finding Nemo, the Eastern Australian Current. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. That? Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like we're like there's that flow in the middle of the ocean and all we have all they have to do is just like jump into it and then they're they're riding the wave. And like I'm just like, where is God moving like that? You're on the outside, everything seems boring and it's calm. But you jump into there and like things are happening. People are there, miracles are happening. It's like, all yeah, right, that's good. I need to step into whatever God's doing. And get into that current, baby. There ride, we go. Ride the wave. Let's go. Let's go. What's uh what's that guy? Uh, dang, like crush. Yeah, that, that, he's the big turtle. Rogers, right? Rogers. Yeah. Dude. Dude. Probably that's what Jesus cool. was like. You know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I think about. I'm like, what 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 would he be like as a person, you know? Yeah. Like he has to be so great. Like it's so fun, so carefree. You know, happy. uh the chosen they uh, they do so good, like with just making everything so like accurate, I feel like. Yeah. So I just I just enjoy watching that a lot. Well, dude, um let's uh We've kind of a little bit got into it a little bit, but yeah. um, let's let's see what you're bringing to the table. Let's hear it. Yeah, dude. I think I uh, I don't know. I'm young. For those who don't know me, I'm 29. Uh, father of almost four kids. Yeah, uh, let's go. So you're having a boy, right? Having a boy. Just found out yesterday. Wow, uh, dude. So three boys, one girl. My very special little girl. Little Millie, um, dude. So like we did the reveal. Had a couple cookies and uh, it's so funny. Just like, how are we going to do this? I, I wanted to do something big. It doesn't have to be big, but do something kind of special. Right. Um, and it was just so simple. I just got some cookies and then got a blue one and then let the kids like kind of realize like, oh, why is this cookie blue? Right. And Hudson is my oldest. He's almost eight. His response was like, is it, is it a boy? And was like, yeah, he's like, get the boy. Just seeing him like just get so emotional and he so, was excited. so excited. He yeah, was just the video oh, was he so could cute. not contain it. Um and then Millie, she's my girl, she's five. And like you can see like some excitement. Right. But then, oh my gosh, as the camera pans, you can just see like all the emotions on her face. Like she looked like she wanted to she, throw yeah, up. Yeah, she like, was like, she did not she was, was not so happy. bad for her. Because like Abby, like, I mean, they come from a big Abby has my wife has eight siblings, you know, half of those are girls and like her sisters are her best friends. Right. And she's like, I want that for Millie. I want her best friends to be her sisters. Yeah. And so I, I know she was probably like feeling like, Oh, I wanted a little girl, but I just turned to her cause I could, I could see that. And I was like, Hey, you are my little girl. You're my only little girl Yeah. No, for now. I, I still want more. We'll see. Stay tuned. Stay um, tuned. But like you're you're special because you're my only daughter, and like she already gets special treatment, and Abby right. Abby will get on me. She's like, "Why do you treat Hudson and Banks like this, but not Millie?" I'm like, "You know why? She's my little girl." Yeah. You know? Um. But like that that helped her feel better, you know. Like she gets all that love. You know, right. No, that's good. So fun. She gets all the daddy girl love, you yep. know. Like that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's so like. Just seeing you as a father, dude, like I, I haven't known you any different. Like right. I've only yep. known you as father Ty. Or, I mean, not father Ty, <laughs> but like <laughs> you're not a priest. I'm you're honored. A <laughs> I'm honored. Uh, as, as Ty the father, like I just, anytime I see you, I'm like, 
you come with more than just yourself. Oh, yeah. I mean, we always say, like, if you invite us somewhere, you're inviting the whole family. Right. Like, it's kind of surprising I didn't bring any kids here today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, that's I mean, what's, it is the I truth. mean, anytime we go out to eat, I'm like, I'm like, oh, is Ty coming or anybody? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's five extra right there. Yep. You know, yep. eventually it'll be that six extra right there, which yeah. is great. Like, I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's just how we work. We're the ones raising our kids. They're always with us. Yeah, that's really good. So you, whenever you were, when, when did you have Hudson? So I was, gosh, so we got married. I was 20. Abby was 19. Um, we got married in May, and we got pregnant on our honeymoon. Oh, so wow. It was a fun story. Yeah. We always joke. We had no idea what we're doing, but. Let's do it. <laughs> so he was born, you know, March of later that year. That's so a March of 2016. And I was, how old was I? 20, 21. 21, yeah. Yeah. Well, you were probably about to turn 21. Yeah, how was that? Because you're born, born in, in April, so. Maybe I was 21 when we got married. Yeah, I was. Yep. So, was t- yeah, 21 was a good year. Got married. Had a son. Yeah, pretty great. nice pretty like weird looking back at like now seeing 21 year olds like i was a father yeah that was me yeah like i i see that too well i hear like stories of like older like older people now and they're like yeah your age already had three kids and i'm like i don't think i can have three kids right now that's just me though like you know but it's it's different for everybody and i think the lord like gives that grace for certain people and i'm like i'm not ready for that quite yet i think i i definitely want to be a father one day you know right. but i don't think i would have me at 21 you did not want me to be a dad right like you yep. know like i'm just like no way yeah um so going on with your like your life and as a young father young father and mother with you and abby what was that like like did you did you have like did you have trouble was it like weird going into it and I, I, I know your parents were probably a big part of like helping you and everything like that right. and Abby's parents because they're all great people, you yeah. know? So like what was all of that man. like all together? How was that? Man, it was, it's so crazy. Even like, so I'm the third in my family, two older siblings, younger sibling. And I was the first to have kids. You know, my sister, she'd been married a couple years right. at this point. Um, and, uh, you know, people would always ask, Oh, who's going to have kids first? And my sister, like, they'd always say me, even before we were married. they say probably Ty. So, you know, we get married. My mom, just kind of jokingly, she'd always just talk about grandkids. And so I remember sitting at the table one time and I honestly felt, like, embarrassed and kind of scared. Like, are my parents going to be mad yeah. that this 20, 21-year-old punk is having a baby? Like, get your life together first, you know? No, I mean, they're having a grandbaby. They're going to be stoked. So I remember, like, being scared, but sharing that. And they were so happy for us. Yeah, that's good. And, uh, you know, my mom, you know, she's like, oh, are you going to make me a grandma? I'm like, well, actually, you will be. You know, just like her just crying, you know, and my dad shook that's my so hand. Nice. It was just yeah. such a fun moment. Um, but, yeah, it was, I mean, we were young. You know, Abby and I dated for a handful of years before we got married. But there is that side of it. I was like, man, we never got to be really single and married. You know, and I always tell people, if you're in that stage, own it. Go have fun. Go travel. Do all the things that 
I want to say you can't do with kids. It's just different with kids. Right, right. Um, it's a whole other human with you. Yeah. And I don't regret, like, anything. I don't wish I could ever go back and change anything because it's been the best thing ever, and it's made me who I am today. Um, but it was just, like, kind of realizing that moment of, I mean, like you said, I've always been Ty the father. Yeah. You know, like, even from when we got married, we were just already parents. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we were living in California when Hudson was born. That's, I mean, we're 24 hours away from our families. <laughs> Do you hear that? <laughs> you can hear that. Like <laughs> Your house is talking to us. It's like on, in, have you seen that movie Encanto where the house like you moves have to and say stuff it like, like that? that? Encanto. <laughs> well, it's, just, it's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> of course I've seen it. Yeah, he's, okay, okay. he's in your it's walls. He's trying to talk to me right now. Bruno's whispering my name. Uh, well, anyway, sorry, go oh, on. Man. Um, yeah, I mean, we were probably 24 hours away from family, and we were trying to figure out how to be a family. Like, that that was hard. Um, you know, we were, we had friends around us, but it was the same boat. We're like, we're the only ones who were married and <laughs> had kids. This noise. Dude, that's, it's, it's so, so loud. It's fine. It, it's just funny background music yeah there we go <laughs> um, but i mean that was weird you know it's just like i you know one of my best friends he'd be like hey dude you want to come over want to do this i'm like dude i can't like i have a kid yeah it's to go to sleep at that time you know just things like that was you know i'm i'm not blaming any of them it's just they just had no idea right um but that i mean that friend he would he would start coming over to my house and he loved hudson for some reason he loved me and abby and i never understood why I think it's just because we were just so chill. He could just come and just be. He right. wouldn't have to perform. Yeah, that's so nice. And he could just hang out with Hudson. And um, so, I mean, just kind of socially, all these different things were, there's a learning curve. Um, the the day that I found out we were pregnant, so we, we were back in Nebraska for the summer. And we lived out in the middle of nowhere. I was working for a farmer. And... Abby texted me. She's like, hey, I took a test. Do you want to know the results? I was like, no, like, wait till I get home. Like, I want this to be, like, you know, a big moment. And the next thing I get is a picture of the test saying it's pregnant. And so, you know, just, like, all the emotions just running through me. I'm, you know, middle of nowhere. I'm in a work truck, you know, just doing farm stuff. Yeah. Which was perfect because I got to process all this stuff. You know, just fear, anxiety. How am I going to What's father? it going to be like? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I can't even, I don't even know what I'm doing myself. How can I raise another human? Absolutely. Um, I'm working, I'm working on a farm, but when we moved back, I was just working part time and just, you know, all these practical things. And I felt just the Holy Spirit just like, just flood me and just give me this peace. And the Lord just starts speaking to me about how, like, he's going to use this kid to make me a better person for one. You know, he's going to teach me so many things that I'm not going to be able to learn on my own. Right. Um, just the fact of, like, he's going to provide everything. Like, he's like, I'm your provider. Like, you don't have to worry. And just that piece of, like, I've always gone back to it. Like, we're still, you know, in that place of always constantly trusting the Lord for a family. And anytime I've ever worried, I just, like, go back to that word. I'm like, God, you, you said you had us. And countless stories of how he's came through and uh, the Lord provides. Yeah, Hash, that's... Hashtag the Lord provides. Um, we moved back to Reading. 
Uh, I was working part-time at the church. And, like, not even, I was so naive. I wasn't even, like, trying to look for a full-time job. I was, like, I look back now, I'm, like, what was I doing? But this position ahead of me opens up, full-time job. Another guy moves up, and it's open for me. And, like, hey, Ty, you got this job. Like, you're the guy for it. And just seeing how, like, the Lord worked through all these things. He opened up a full-time position for me to step into. I didn't have to yeah, do anything. that's good. And so, yeah, I mean, it was hard. It was a lot of learning. You know, obviously being parents, you don't know what you're doing for the first time. <coughs> and, uh, but it's been good. Yeah, that's really good. And I can see that there's, like, fruit from learning, like, young. Yeah. You know, there's something different about, like, experiencing it on your own and everything like that. But also knowing, like, hey, the Lord's still going to be there. Yeah. The Lord will keep his promise, yep. which is, like, something that y'all are really, like, I think y'all are really good at, like, doing you and Abby, just being able to tell that. Like, I'm, like, seeing, like, like times when you're, like, yeah, I think I need to quit this job or right. I think I need to, like, start this or I need to do the different things like this, you know, and you're just really good. Like, and it's kind of what we've been talking about. You're just really good at being able to know, like the Lord keeps his promise and the promise and the Lord's promise is good. Yeah. And I've never seen you as any different just because you're so good and so sensitive to what the Holy spirit has for you, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. The amount of choices that we've had to make, um, that go, I mean, the counter what the world says, you know, I mean, I didn't go to, I went to college for a year and then dropped out to go to unaccredited ministry school to not get a degree, um, to get married young, to have kids young. Like we've done everything the opposite that the world says. And, you know, even good, well-meaning people within the church and, you know, even families, you know, it's like going against what seems right, but I know we've trusted the Lord every step of the way and made hard decisions, left jobs that, you know, the world would have said stay at or deny jobs that on paper sounded amazing. And, you know, you say no and you're left in that wondering and then something else comes along and it's way better. And so, I mean, I'm not even 30 yet and I've seen God work in so many crazy ways. That's so good. In my own life. And it's just like, I know there's so much more. And, you know, I'm always in the midst of something. God is always doing something. And, you know, again, in the midst of, had to make a hard decision, said no to something, but I know God is working something out right through all this. It's like, I feel his peace when it's a storm and it's weird. Like back when we were in school, ministry school, this girl, I don't know how many times people have told me I've been in their dreams. I don't know if that happens to everyone, but it happens to me a lot. Like come up to me, Ty, you were in my dream last night cool nice tell tell me more (laughs) about this but this girl like you know i somewhat knew her knew um, enough to know her name but like we weren't close she comes up and she's like ty you're in my dream and there's like this chaos and just tornadoes and just stuff going on like crazy but you were just standing in the middle just full of peace and full of calm that's so nice (laughs) it's like i've you know like i've held on to that word for years and growing up i was called ty the tornado like, you know, friends and stuff. Because I was, I mean, I'm a redhead. I was a little bit fiery yeah. and caused chaos. I don't think they called me that for a good reason. But <laughs> it's just kind of funny, like, seeing, like, tie those words together. Like, tie the tornado. I'm actually the right. calm in the middle of it. And, you know, it's like, I'm obviously not perfect. Ask Abby. Ask my kids. I'm not, like, 
always calm when I need to be. Um, and I think that's like the beauty of it. Like Abby has made me grow so much and she calls me out on things. She's like, Hey, you didn't that's handle good. that right. You know, he brought me a strong, solid woman to make me better. And, you know, she holds me accountable and this is, I owe so much to her, like for where I'm at, my growth. Um, but yeah, that's I mean, awesome. like I, I think the, the point of it is that I, I try, I'm always trying to be sensitive I'm trying to like grow from my faults, be aware of when I wasn't the calm, when I was the one being the tornado and causing the chaos. Right. Um, when I should have been calm, you know, parenting, it's hard. You know, they're freaking out. I'm freaking out. You know, it's like, that's not going to work. Fire against fire <laughs> is not going to work. It's like, I shouldn't let their emotions regulate my emotions. Yeah, absolutely. I need to be the calm one who's the adult here. Yeah, that's good. Um, but it's like still remembering those words and, you know, trying to live it out ask for forgiveness. God, how can I do better? Something I learned years ago, um, you know, going through those moments of chaos and someone's like, Hey, you need to go back. Like, where did you lose your peace? And kind of like retracing your steps. Like, Oh, it's when I had, you know, this phone call or this interaction or I started thinking about this. It's like, that's when I, I lost it. And then kind of like, you know, going back, regrouping, fixing your mind, asking for forgiveness, moving forward, like whatever it is. And it's just crazy how like moving forward is so much better, but it takes that recognition. Yeah. That's really good. And it's like, I think it's so good that you look at it that way that like it takes work. Yeah. You know, it takes two to do it. Yeah. You know, like I think I, I definitely think like single moms, single fathers can do it, you know? Yeah. But it's so much better when you have somebody that can build you up and somebody that can like, right. That, you know, that's going to walk through this life with you, you know, because we're not meant to be alone. Right. And props to all those single parents. That's hard. Right. Absolutely. It's like, especially if they didn't choose that. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's hard enough doing it with someone else. Having a partner. I can't imagine by yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Like you're never off. You never get a break. But yeah, I mean, it's it's how God built it. You know, marriage is a union that's representative of Christ and the church, and we have each other's backs, and I mean, He has our back all the time. Right. Um, but yeah, just the the beauty of union and marriage, and like when you see it done well, you see the Chris and Jesses, you see the Andy and Renee's, like marriage that is strong and healthy. It's like it's so encouraging, and I believe that really is. You know, the world might not go to church. They might not, you know, know anything about you, but if they can see a healthy marriage, right. Like that speaks volumes. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Abby and I, we, we've been on a, like a love is blind kick. Do you ever watch that? Oh, I watched it a little bit. That show is so crazy. Married at first sight. And just, I mean, yeah, those shows are crazy. There's so much. (laughs) I'll just, I always imagine like, what would it be like to be on this? Like, it's just insane. I, I feel like I have pretty high standards. Like it says one wrong word. I'm like, sorry, I'm out. Yeah, you know? I'm <laughs> like, done. <laughs> but it's just, it's funny watching those, sh- watching those shows and like people like void of any relationship with Jesus. Right. You know? And like, there's, there's a lot of good things. People really trying to work on themselves, be better, try to be the best spouse they could be, which is like really cool. But you can only do that so far. Right. And, 
but it's just crazy how the world the world wants a good marriage and like how much more is there if we're doing it correctly and walking with Jesus and having that foundation of the Lord, you know, like, it's like, like obviously even people who don't believe in the Lord, kind of like what you're saying is they want that goodness, you know, like they want to be able to have like a, a faithful partner, a partner who's going to walk through like, and do everything together. Somebody who's going to raise, raise kids who somebody to raise kids with all of that stuff, you know, and then, but to kick that all off, like a healthy marriage with the Lord, with yeah. the foundation of Jesus, our rock, the person who yeah. created the earth, you yeah. know, like, why yeah, not? Yeah, because like when everything yeah. falls apart, like, I know that we both have Jesus to fall onto. Absolutely. I know like she's not just going to fall into something else or leave me or this or that. You know, like, we both have Jesus to fall onto. And like, you know, you asked about starting off like young and married, like, that's what we started on. We started on Jesus and trust and faith. Exactly. Like we had nothing else to build our relationship on. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's, and so that's what's, that's what's crazy to me. And I don't know, there's like a, gosh, I, I, I did like a study back then and I don't know if I, I <laughs> honestly don't know if I made this up or if I heard somebody say it, like you could have, I could have saw it somewhere, but I was looking this, they were, I was looking this thing up and a lot of divorces will happen because they will say my partner wasn't making me happy anymore. Mm. And that's so sad to me. Yeah. Like, I'm like, gosh, that sucks. Like, like you had a life that you were going to build together, but because of your dependability on them, it, you said they weren't making me happy anymore and you lost all of that. Right. Because of that. And, I think, okay, I like, don't get me wrong. I think dependability is still really good. Like right. at, to, to an extent, there's though. a healthy part. There's yeah. a healthy part of dependability. And, um, but it's the codependence. Yeah. The, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the thing that I think that, um, like I was saying, I, I think, I think I might've made this up. Maybe I didn't, um, is you really, what I see is, and I'm not married, so I can't like really speak on like all of it, you know, but from what I've seen, like how, the healthy relationships work is you find you're happy. She finds her happy. And then you share that. Right. Yeah. And finding that happy in the Lord, finding that happy in the Lord, sharing that kind of what you said about you and Abby, you started off with like with Jesus. Right. You know, and dude, like when when I'm not doing well, she's like, you need Jesus. Yeah. You need to see, go that's, pray, yeah. You know? She's like, she knows the answer to my problems. And that's what's, and that's, what's good about that. And it's like, it's not about the dependency on each other because right. you're going to, you're going to fail each other. You're human. You're yeah. going to fail each other. Yeah. You're going to upset each other and you can't just be like, Oh, they weren't making me happy anymore. Right. I got to go. I'm out. Yep. I'm checking out, you know, cause the it's next about person is going to do the same thing. Exactly. We're human. Cause they're going to fail you. Yeah. Humans will fail you, but Lord, the Lord won't. Yeah. And it's like, it's about being dependent on the Lord and falling to the Lord for like those things that yeah. a human can't fulfill. Right. There's so many things that like you would want to go to and kind of me and John talked about this last week of like, you look for those temporary pleasures to fill that void, but only the Lord will satisfy. Yeah. Yep. Man, this is what I was going to preach on this last week until you know, really? the Lord intervened. This, you know, parts of this, but I mean, it was the people, the Israelites in the wilderness. Right. And you know, they they were complaining like we were better when we were slaves because we at least had food. And then the Lord gave them manna. And it was a miracle, you know, 
and they forgot about the miracle. They complained about it. Gosh. And they're like, at least we could get some meat so the Lord would send quail. And they're just, they'd be everywhere. And he's like, you're not just going to eat quail for a day or two days. You're going to eat it for months. You're going to eat it until it's coming out your nose. He's like, you're going to be so sick of this stuff that you thought you wanted so bad. The manna was enough. It's exactly what you needed, but yet you still thought you needed something else. And right. he, like, you know, they relate it to the quail is those extra things that we seek outside of what God actually has for us. And eventually that quail, it's not going to, it's not going to fix that fix. Isn't going to work anymore. Right. We're going to want something else. And, uh, the people got sick. There's a plague that came with the quail. And I think, you know, I'm not Mr. Theology, but I think my thought is the quail were diseased. And so the people who ate those got sick and it's kind of like punishment for like, you thought you needed this. Right. This is your punishment. Yeah. That is and crazy. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, God has us and you know, there, there obviously is, I mean, it's a real relationship. You can't just fully like, how do you say this correctly? Without sounding like heresy. Like I was gonna say, you can't fully depend on the Lord. Yes. That's what you have to do. Yeah. But like you have to give to your spouse. You have to sacrifice. You have to, you know, communicate we have certain boxes that need to be filled Matt, yeah and you know physically emotionally all those things so i mean there is you have to put in the work and the sacrifice and all that um you know i've heard it before that you know marriage just looks like trying to outserve the other one yeah. and you know you could think well if i'm just constantly denying myself and serving them how am i ever going to get anything yeah but I mean, that's the life of Jesus. That's what he did. He denied himself to serve people that didn't even care about him. People that were going to throw rocks at him. Right. To get nothing in return. Exactly. To get horrible things in return. As a, a healthy marriage, if I'm denying myself, but I'm like serving Abby's needs, and then she's doing that same thing, my needs are going to get met through her and vice versa. So it's like, it's not like I'm never going to get these things. It's just going to come through a different way and not me doing it. Dang, that's good, and, dude. You know, something as simple as, I think women, they just know this. The moment, you know, it's bedtime, you lay down, you know, you clean the kitchen, you're, you're tired, you just want to lay down, you get in the nice cozy bed, and she's like, oh, wait, can you go back to that kitchen that you were just in and get me a bowl of cereal? Yeah. Even though you just laid down in our nice comfy bed. Dude, it's those moments you're like, oh, that's what it's about, though. <laughs> I'm going to serve you, you know, especially now her being pregnant. It's yeah. like, oh, there's days that I do good and I just get up and do it because, you know, she feels sick all the time. Yeah. You know, like the other day, I stomach kind of hurt. I'm like, oh, I don't feel very good. You know, kind of like pity party for me. I'm like, wait, she feels like this all day long for months and she's throwing up. I think I can suck it up a bit. But yeah, dude, that's good. Yeah. <clears throat> so really dude you've so many good things um so i just want to finish off with the last segment of uh leave it at the table so what is really i mean it could be a completely different topic or it can also be for the for that one person that's listening to this that is a young parent or is going through that of that phase of like like codependency or dependency mm -hmm. and 
you know, like what is something that you can leave at this table for the listeners to hear from you to where like, Hey, this is it. Yeah. You know, like this is the gold and here, here we go. Get ready. Get your notebooks out. Um, no, I think just the best thing. And like, this can apply to anyone. Um, you know, I, I push, I love being a young parent. That doesn't mean everyone should be, you know, right. I'm not any higher or better because of it. It's just where the Lord has me. But something, I, the moments I felt the best um, in my life is when I am doing things to grow myself in every way. That's so good. I always look at, you know, we are, we're a triune being. Just like, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We have a, we have a physical body, spiritual body, emotional body. What are we doing to take care of that? Um, man, I'm on my best when I wake up at 5.30 and I hit the gym. I'm hitting my physical body. And even when I'm at the gym, I'm listening to a podcast. Like, I'm listening to bring it to the table with cheese, you know. But I'm listening to, like, <laughs> good, good things That's to a good get one to listen filled, to. Right? Makes me laugh when I'm working out. Um, but, like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, like, get filled as I'm working out. That's Two good. birds with one stone. Um, you know, I usually play some like heavy metal when I'm getting there and warming up. Right. Um, but you know, then I go home and I, I shower, I eat some good breakfast. I'm like, right. I make the kids as lunches for the day. Like I'm good. I'm, I feel great. And the day is like barely just getting started. Wake up the kids. I'm in a lot better mood. Cause I'm like, I'm not tired and groggy and, Hey, hurry up and get dressed. You know, it's like I myself am so much healthier when I'm taking care of myself. Spent time with the Lord. I've prayed. I've read the Bible um, for a while. I was going through, I did fasting and like, like, oh, I was so sensitive to the Lord in those times. Like play one worship song that I've heard for years and it just like broke me down weeping. All this to say, you are at your best when you are doing the hard things, when you're sacrificing, when yeah. you're putting in the extra effort and not being lazy. And it, I mean, it, it does take sacrifice. It's going to bed earlier. It's waking up earlier. It's not being on your phone. I've been off social media for a week now, trying to go all the way until Easter, 46 days for Lent. I'm not Catholic. <laughs> um, but just like seeing how much time I would waste on that it's like, okay, what can I do better with this time? Um, but, I mean, you know, sit down. Figure out what, what goals do you have in those categories physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. You know, reading books, um, taking time to journal. Get those yeah, that's things good, out. Dude. Meeting with people. Um, but it's like, because if you're not, you're just kind of coasting. And you're not really growing. And... So, I mean, me as a father, me as a husband, I felt the best in those moments because I know I'm trying to become a better person Yeah. every day. I know I can be a better father to my kids, a better husband to my wife, a better friend, a better leader, a better pastor. Um, you know, I'll spend, you know, that time, you know, in the shower, like praying, intentionally praying over my family. And just like finding those moments, like I've, I feel so much like, I feel so much better knowing like, okay, God, you have trusted me with this family 
what am I going to do to actually like right. partner with you? And like, no, like praying over, praying over Abby, over those areas of her life. Um, praying over my kids, this baby that's going to be born. It just, I feel like I'm going ahead and paving the way and yeah, that's the way good for them. And, and yeah, and I just feel better, you know? So look for that growth. That's yeah, good. Always find a way to grow. It doesn't have to be change everything at once. What's, you know, what's one thing you can do tomorrow? Yeah. And, you know, I have like reminders on my phone. Like wake up, read, pray, work out. And, you know, last, last week or something, I, I was like, I did all of those. And the last time that I had checked those off was like six months ago, like all of them. And it, it's kind of like humbling, but it was also like, no, I can do this. Yeah. And, and you know, I had a friend from years ago just randomly call me. And he's like, hey, I want to you know, hold each other accountable. I want to like, because he's same boat, young dad, figuring all this out. And, you know, he's, he's at a great church surrounded by great people, but he still felt like he wanted to connect with me, you know, over our phones and just grow together. Yeah, and that's that alone good. Was like, you reached out to me for that. And so it's like, you know, the next day I was like up and I was at the gym because I had someone hold me accountable. And that's nice. Accountability is huge. Yeah, that's so really big. good. So, yeah, do the hard things. Don't just coast and uh, follow the Lord on it. He'll guide you. He'll lead you. He's good. Nice. Nice, dude. Did well. Again, like I said, I'm super, super grateful that you were here. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to having you and Abby one day because yeah. I think it's going to be great. Um, yeah, thank you so much for being here, man. Yeah, I really appreciate, appreciate you. This is fun. Yeah, dude, you've been so great. I think everybody can benefit from this. Really, really good. And uh, thank you so much, everybody else that is listening. I am so excited to um, hear your feedback or any suggestions that you have or anything that you see. If you see me out in public, please feel free to give me some feedback. I love it. Or some um, money. <laughs> uh, or sh definitely share this. If you feel like there's that one person that you want to share this with um, that could possibly benefit from this, share it with them. Share it as much as possible. Um, love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.